In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workouts. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And today we have an awesome guest slash not really a guest, part of our new DSD family. We have our content manager, the brains and creativity behind our DSD account, Sydney Rafe. Welcome. Thank you so much. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be on the pod. Hey, we are we are so excited to. Uh, <laughs> Is it wild to be on the pod? <laughs> yes, after being a fan for so long, I can't believe now I'm actually on it. So excited! <laughs> we're happy to have you, and we're happy to have you join our team. Thank yeah, how's you. work so far? <laughs> <laughs> it has been an amazing first week. Um, I'm just starting my second week, and everyone's been so welcoming, and it's been everything I could have imagined. Um, oh, still figuring every some things out, but um, it's been really fun. Imagine if she was just like, everybody sucks. They're so bitchy to me and no one has this, invited me to have Zoom lunch with and them. And this is my two weeks notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been crying every day. No, it's oh, been great. No, no, don't say. No, no. I um, she hasn't been, been crying. She's no, like, no, I God. haven't. <laughs> okay. But you tell us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is a getting to know you episode since obviously our DST community, you know, really loves to interact with our with our Instagram account. And, you know, we'd like to have like, you know, friends, a friendly vibe on the podcast. So, you know, we want people to know who they're DMing and, you know, like get to know you. So where should we start? Like, um, yeah, I guess I'll just tell you a bit about where I'm from, where what I went to school, what I study, yeah. kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get to know everyone in the DMs and all around social. Um, but I'm from New York City originally, and I went to college at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. I studied anthropology there. I thought I was going to go into documentary filmmaking, then went more journalism, then media and comedy, and now I'm here. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. I have two older brothers um, and currently back living with my mom and dad in Manhattan. What is that like? <laughs> that <I have> to <laughs> ask. <laughs> many ups and downs. I'm in my childhood bedroom, um, which I'm 25 now. Um, and I'm just like, I think I should move on. But I also have great attachment issues. And as much as I hate it, I also love it and need it. But it is time for me to go soon. So that's something I, I'm looking into. I'm admiring your pink 
bedroom yeah. curtains. It's a little embarrassing, <laughs> but it's it is what it is right now. Um, yeah, you have strong, strong childhood bedroom vibes, which usually involves wallpaper <laughs> versus like plain white walls. Is uh-huh. like I yes. would say the difference. But Definitely. okay, so let let's just dive right into the personal shit. Yeah, does being at home. So I mean, Aileen and I have talked like extent. Everyone knows, you know, all about sort of like our you know, the intersection of like our messed up relationships with food and like what that has to do with our families. Yeah. So does that like, how does that play out for you? Do you have any sort of like... Definitely. Well, I first no. want to know if she has a messed up relationship with food. Shouldn't we know that first? <laughs> oh. I mean... <laughs> Maybe we should start there. <laughs> I mean, I think that, you know, the diet starts tomorrow has been something I've been saying for years. Like, I think, of course everyone has a story behind food and I definitely do have one as well. Um, I think like when I was like 11 or 12, my doctor was like, you have high cholesterol. And I was like, Oh no. And then my mom was like, maybe we should cut back on the snacks. And then I remember right after that, I was like, mom, we used to get egg rolls as snacks. I was like, let's please go and get the egg roll. And she was like, okay, fine. But then we have to start thinking of an alternative. And we just kept getting the (laughs) egg rolls and it was fine. But um, I do, that has been a part of my life. And then right now living at home. Um, you know, my dad has struggled with eating and what he wants to eat and being on every diet. Um, but being on no diet is his lifestyle and it's, there's a lot of humor in my house, so it's very funny and lighthearted, but he is currently on like uh, keto, but like Atkins, but also had pasta last night. So I'm not really (laughs) sure. (laughs) But the fridge is the most frustrating part for me because I am told not to put too much in the fridge that I like because he it's very hard for him. He likes a lot of cheese and salami and cauliflower heads. And then we order dinner and it's like, again, garlic bread and pasta. So it's a bit frustrating. (laughs) But so not a ton of modeling on how to stick to your diet. Exactly. Yes. Good point. Um, There's a lot of talk of the different diets and ways that we could improve or what they say is improving. I don't know. Or my dad for himself, um, especially now that he's getting older and everything, but there's not a lot of action um, and sticking with it. Right. I remember when my dad was on like, well, my whole family's on Atkins, including myself back in the day. But when my dad was specifically on Atkins, he would just like sit down to eat and it would be like salami, like cream (laughs) cheese, cream cheese, by the way, which is where I get my obsession, cream cheese and like, no, 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 it'd be like farmer's cheese, farmer's cheese, salami. Yeah. And like, I don't think anything else. (laughs) I think that's where that's where the meal ended. But that's that sounds no, really familiar. Exactly. My dad has tons of Atkins shakes and Atkins chocolate bars. And he always he's not like trying to get me to do Atkins. So it's fine. But he's like, try the bars. You'll love them. And I don't like the bars. I have to be honest. I really don't like them at all. But um, yeah, they're gross. I've tried them because they're in the house. Right. right. So what was your relationship with food growing up? Like after the egg rolls were like threatened to be cut off? Like, yeah, what, you know, where do we go from there? So I've always like really, uh, you know, valued happiness and associated food with obviously a lot of comfort and happiness. And whenever I was going through a hard time, food would always be there and I could enjoy it and it would give me a boost. Um, So I always absolutely loved eating. And I always thought, I remember going to school and being like, okay, today's going to be a healthy day. And then we'd get to lunchtime and it would not be a healthy day. And luckily I didn't beat myself up about it, but there were times where I was like, 
I always wanted to be thinner. I always wanted to be eating less, but it never exactly happened. But I just remember, yeah, sometimes I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I'm not going to eat bread. And then tomorrow would come and it'd be lunchtime and I'd get that sandwich. And it would be so fun that I just would be like, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we actually might have a lot um, in common because like, that's my vibe. Like, oh, tomorrow. And then it's just like, oh, fuck it. Not today. Yes. (laughs) And I think like... Yeah. Also like eating with friends in the cafeteria at school growing up and just like, I don't know, going out or whatever, or like my family, like people would say like, oh, I'm not hungry yet. And I guess this is a problem that I have is that I am constantly not eating when I'm hungry. Like I'm, I'm full, but I just need the ice cream, which is what happened to me yesterday. Like I just need it because I think it's going to make me happy and it does kind of. So, um, yeah. How do you grapple with that? That like, because I know what you mean. Like, okay, I think this is gonna make me happy, and then everyone's like, oh, but like, it long term doesn't. But like, yeah, it does. Like, it did. It really like did. It was great at the time. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to balance that desire a bit more because I do think sometimes, you know, when like your stomach is hurting and you're having acid reflux and it's all kind of happening to you. I'm like, wait, maybe I should just cut it. Like I, I really enjoyed the meal. Maybe it's time for it to be over. Um, and it gets to a point where it's like pain and fun and it's a little confusing, but I, I, I'm really not sure, but I like, it's something I'm trying to like, okay, the food's not going anywhere. I can have it in an hour or two from now. It's like something I'm trying to think about. Like I can take, if I'm at a restaurant, I can take the food home and eat it later when I'm more hungry mm-hmm. um, rather than feeling like, like I always finish my plate, always. Like I, I'm eating for nutrition when I probably have enough nutri- nutrients. Clean, clean plate ranger. Yes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local Local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Um, what's your relationship with exercise or has been in the past and what is it now? Yeah. So growing up, um, I played a bit of tennis, but I didn't really play um, a lot of sports. I rode horses, which wasn't the most, I guess it's a good form of workout, but it wasn't like I don't know. Some people were playing soccer and running and doing all of that. So, um, still requires a shit ton of strength. Yes. Like that's like your whole core and legs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but 
so I did that growing up was like my main workout. And then I remember sometimes like I'd always be a little embarrassed, like in the gym at school or something. Cause like, I don't know, I, there were so many reasons I was embarrassed, but like, I also didn't really want to be like trying to be fit or something. And so I remember kind of feeling that. And then in college, it kind of became like a social place to be. And ever since quarantine, like I've been doing a lot of like at home workouts, um, which I find like allows me to be consistent because they're just like 30 minutes and I'll either like not do them fully, but like I'll do them every day. And so it's like, I guess it becomes like a habit and it makes me feel like better. I guess it's my form of meditation as well. Like a yoga or Pilates. What's your favorite at home workout now? Um, so I've been doing, um, some classes on obey fitness. Um, and I have been doing, uh, I like to do the either yoga sculpt or the Pilates one. Um, hit is not for me. I have tried hit classes, but my knees start hurting and everything just, yeah. Same. I think I'm going to try some Pilates. I think that's my next goal. I've been saying I'm going to do yoga for a year and um, I have like the same classes (laughs) on my Peloton app and I have not done it. And it just, I think I want to do Pilates. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah, it's really great. I Before I was doing it on the Reformer, which was pretty fun. Um, I also didn't mention I was on the cross country team in high school, but I walked the whole entire time and I was completely there for social, the social aspect. Um, and we did that too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I did track every year and I was there like, because I needed it at my college, like prerequisites or whatever. But I remember what we wore to track was ridiculous. Sammy, you you know, you were on tennis, right? I remember when I was on both, but like all different seasons, like I did track one season. I think Sydney, the you're a little younger, but do you were, did you also do this in the city, like where you'd wear sweatpants, but you cut them really high on the side to like your knees, <laughs> and oh and w- that's what I would wear to track, and Slits. like it's so it's so not safe, Dangerous. but like. <laughs> And it was like dragging as I was running. Like, oh I don't know gosh. if any, maybe people our age, Sammy did that. Like, yeah. no, I did that with- in high school. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, you were trying to cut your, oh, thank you it was for like reminding cool. me of this. Yeah. No, you were trying to cut your sweatpants into like bell bottoms essentially. Yes, with yes, like, yes. Yeah. Um, and no, wearing those like our new balance sneakers. on me. <laughs> <laughs> I and it was like the this, higher the but... slit, the cool you were. <laughs> yeah. No, my pants were like slid up to my hip. Like yeah. it was just. <laughs> Because I wanted to be very cool, obviously. Um, no, anyway, are, sorry. It's like, at what point did I throw that out? Like, yeah, <laughs> I wonder. In college. Okay, so you've always been sort of like on that, like, you know, want to eat a little healthier, want to exercise a little bit, but it never, you know, is like, at, but you're always trying to like do it more. So you told us you went to like these weight loss spas, like when you were younger. What? So what was the? What was that like? Yeah. So as I mentioned, my dad is always struggling with diets and always wanting to lose weight. So he was like, come with me. It's for me. And I was like, okay, dad, like this sounds like a good bonding experience. I'll go. And my oldest brother had already been with him and he, he had a fun time at the spa. He met some girl, but he said it was really hard. And he was, yeah. And he was fully cheating going into town, eating steak and whatnot. But how long were the spas for? It's for a week, like seven days. Um, I think sometimes 10 days uh, you can pick. Um, I think we were there for seven days. And the first seven days I was on their program of like 
these soups that you would have. And I like snuck in some apples. And I remember FaceTime my brother crying, like, I got to get out of here. I cannot do this. Like, what is going on? I should be drinking and having fun with my friends. And then I met this like younger person who was on this like a young adult program there where you can eat. And I was like, that sounds amazing. And you cooked your food and it was all like semi-healthy. And so I joined that program, which was way better and did teach me a bit about like, I don't know, like feta cheese is good for you, I guess, is what they were saying. And we did like a lot of outdoor I remember when I learned that. I learned that too. (laughs) Like what? to try to eat grains during lunch and everything. And then I remember I'd come back from this like experience from the spa and I would be a bit lighter and I'd feel good. And I remember one summer I kept up with it. Um, And then I went back to school and obviously it was like, oh my gosh, like burritos again. And like, just not thinking about it. And I was just like, why did I do that this summer? Like, why did that happen? Um, But you know, I always at the end of the day was like, I went with my dad and it was an experience we had together and it was for him and he feels better, but he too also didn't stick with it. So I just don't know. It's really funny that like our growing, growing up, our, our, all of our knowledge of nutrition wasn't around like what's nutritious, but what's like healthy for weight loss. There was, there was really very little nutrition taught to us growing up, except for like the pyramid, right? Like in health class, but there was no real. Which is also just ridiculous. Which, yeah, it doesn't, I mean. Pasta, eat the most pasta. But, but. (laughs) But it's it's like not it's not it does there's no there's no context to the to the nutrition yeah. that you learned, but um wait question about the spas what what do you mean by spa is it like you know day spa like Zoolander like what kind of <laughs> spa are we talking is it like a dietitian's office you said it's a gym yes okay so this one I went was it that thing that's in um I can't remember not Canyon Ranch but like obviously on Canyon Ranch it's like in California. Oh, the um, the ranch. Is that the one you wanted me to go to, Sammy? <laughs> I think it's called the Malibu Ranch, maybe. The Malibu Ranch. Yes, someone invited us, Aileen. <laughs> no, I don't know, with you, like together, not just to send yeah. me off. No, no, together. <laughs> like we were yeah, I know. together. Okay, so it wasn't that. It wasn't no, the Malibu Ranch. this one was ranch. embarrassingly in Germany, which was... <laughs> cool. <laughs> Wait, that's so cool. Where in Germany? I don't know how to pronounce it, but Bookinger's. So my mom and I, we went a little bit earlier and we were actually eating like pasta and everything because we were like, oh my gosh, the flavors like we're so like, it's so amazing to be on this trip. Like this is the summer, like what a time we don't go often. So let's take advantage of it. And then the next week my dad comes after work (laughs) and he's there and we're not eating all of a sudden. I'm like, mom, that past (laughs) week was just so beautiful. So um, it's kind of that juxta- juxtaposition. So your mm-hmm. family likes to have a good time and a good time revolves around food. Okay. Yes, 100%. Uh, clearly, clearly that is the situation we're dealing with. And growing up with two older brothers, uh, we all did this. I don't know if you guys did this in your household, but we would put our arms up when we were eating dinner, like as guards. So no one would hit our plate, get involved in our plates. No, I never did <laughs> <laughs> like who was trying to get involved? Your like your brothers were trying. I to guess get on my brothers plate. would do it more to each other. Like I would not. They're bigger than me. I was scared of them a little bit. I would not try to get involved in their plate. But I just remembered realizing it's kind of weird. Everyone has their arms like around their plate like this. Um, maybe later in therapy, I realized that was a thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your fa- your family is funny. Okay, so we're so while this was like um 
you know, obviously it's like a big topic of discussion and it was like something that was like clearly like, you know, on your mind. Like, how did you deal with that? Like emotionally, like, were you upset? Did you have those moments where like you felt like, oh, I can't, you know, if I'm on vacation with friends, I don't like how I look or something like that. Like, did it like really impact like, you know, outside of those, you know, actions of, you know, trying to, you know, cut back? Did it like impact you in that way? I think I always knew, you know, even growing up when people were like stick thin, like I was never like that. And I knew that. And I think that I just loved food so much. It was literally my favorite thing to do and my favorite thing. Um, and so I always, again, like that mentality, I always thought I'd be thinner one day. And some people in my life and my grandma would always be like, oh, you're going to look so good when you lose 20 pounds in a few years. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Right. And then I remember now I'm like 25. It never happened. But like, I mean, you know, fluctuating. I will eat the bread today. (laughs) But in my head, I'm always like in the future, in the future, like my life will be better. It'll be grander. I don't know. You always think like, or I always thought at least, but I think what I struggled with most, which um, you guys talked about on a recent thing is like with photos um, on like vacation and seeing like myself against my friends who maybe like went on more of a program before the trip. I always thought about it and I really did try mentally, but it never happened. And I'd be like, I could have just spent four days eating a bit better and maybe I would have looked better and been more confident. But for some reason, I just never did it. And so I definitely deal with some insecurity like on trips or when I'm with my friends or whatnot. But then at the end of the day, I'm just like, right now on this trip, I am what I am. And like, I always like kind of live with this mentality, like this could be your last day, of course, and I rather have fun. And I don't know, maybe I drink too much because of it or something, but I have a great day and chips and guac That's and everything. That's so healthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. That's great. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, no, I yeah. still, and mentally all the time, I'm thinking about it so much. Yeah. Just the actions um, are a bit different. You know, I, I still, yeah. It's still in the back of your mind constantly. All the time. Yes, all the time. It's in the back of my mind. I'm always thinking about the diet that I'm going to start. It just never starts. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Can we dive deeper into... um? like you're the, the way that you um claim you're gonna do something yes and then like when it comes to the moment you just like don't like how does that because because i'm actually i i'm asking because i do this yes um how do you like deal with like does it bother you or are you just sort of like all right like not happening at any point are you like okay well maybe i'll just never yeah I always, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, they talk about sibling competition and whatever. And one of my brothers, um, he is like very like works out and doesn't eat that, like is sticks to a certain diet because he knows if he eats this, he'll gain weight and whatever. And so I always kind of felt pressure from that in a way of being like, honestly, there is not a day where I, even this morning I was like yesterday I had pizza with my friend and I also had a salad. And then I was like, it was such a beautiful day in New York yesterday. It was Sunday. We went to the, and we were going to the park after. And I was like, I'm really full. Like my jeans hurt, but I really want a scoop of ice cream. Like it will really make this Sunday better. (laughs) And I got it. And she was like, I'm not going to get one. Like I'm really full. And I was like, okay, like I'm so full. You don't understand, but like, I'm just going to have it a little bit. And then today I was like, it's Monday. Like I'm going to start eating a bit better. And then I couldn't be hungry during this recording, of course. So I had half of a sandwich and I'll eat the other half later, which I never do. I usually eat it all at once, but we had to come to the recording, of course. But um, yeah, I'm always thinking about starting a diet um, for sure. I love your lust for a good time. (laughs) Like it's just this scoop of ice cream is going to make this like maybe if I believed that I would. Do you, but do you ever think like, okay, maybe I should do it. So yes, you say, okay, I need to think about, I'm always thinking about a diet, but do you ever say like, oh, maybe I should stop yes, I thinking think about a new diet 100%. or really do it if I'm going to say I'm thinking. About I think it. the biggest thing that I struggle with is eating like when I'm not hungry and overeating. And like, that is something you guys talk a lot about, like intuitively eating. And that's what I really like, like thinking about. And there was a, t- a period in my life when I was living in Chicago, I was studying comedy at second city right before the pandemic. And it was the first time I was in a city where I didn't really know anyone. And I was living on my 
own. And I kind of found that like, I didn't feel like pressure in any social, in any social way. Um, and I was just eating like kind of when I was hungry and like really kind of doing that. And I remember I came back and I looked like a little bit lighter and people said it. And like in my head, I, I guess I just, it was the first time I really wasn't, you're right. Like I didn't, I forgot about this, but I really wasn't thinking about it. And, um, I was kind of eating more like I would eat like a healthy burrito for breakfast. I remember from this place that wouldn't have like rice, but like it would still be a burrito. And yeah, I don't know. I think that was like the first time. So I, I would like to do that again. But was that environment stressful at all? Or were you, it was mostly like really pleasant. Um, I think, you know, I had gone from being in college to like starting a new job and I found like I was working in media and like I found like I wanted to do a good job was my first like experience out of college and I was super like stressed about that but so I think that this was like the first time where I was like back in like a school kind of program and I was able to you know complete the tasks like that and I was able to kind of yeah live on my own and focus on myself and buy my own groceries and whatnot so because I was going to say that like usually like the overeating comes from like an emotional or like stress eating or like bored eating or like things like yes. that. So if you take all of that away, it's you, it's definitely, you're saying that that sometimes kind of, that kind of work for you. Yeah. And I think I do overeat, like, especially around my family, like, you know, you're at the dinner table and some fights going on and I'm just like, I'm just going to eat the chicken and the rice, like whatever. And <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just going to keep <laughs> scooping it. Right. Yes, exactly. And if we're sitting here, I might as well be eating. You know, my mom was always about right. like, this is a family time, like still sit here unless you had to do an exam or something in the morning. But, um, Yeah. I think that it was like a comforting thing that I would do. And I find now that mm -hmm. I'm living at home similarly, like it's, you know, kind of mm -hmm. do eat more for comfort. Do you feel like your parents or family are like good for your body image in general? Or um, I think, you know, like with my dad presenting all these diets, like it's hard because my family is like so funny about it at the same time. So it's always like a joke. But it does, of course, influence you. And I'm sure it's part of the reasons why I do think about doing a diet. I mean, society and everything as well. But um, yeah, I think my mom has always been quite fit. I always found that she was like the hot mom. She was hotter than me and her jeans were smaller. And I was just like, okay, whatever. But like, uh, maybe I always thought maybe I'll look like her one day. Maybe that's going to happen. So who knows? Maybe it will. But I, <laughs> I do still live with that mentality. And I think that sometimes was a little confusing. Like she'd work out every day and sometimes she'd have a salad for lunch. And I was just like, eating a meatball sub with my friends and coming home <laughs> and having a snack at 3 p.m. So I think that was a little always in my head a bit, you know. Does right. that still affect you? The, like the hot city mom as your mom? <laughs> yes. Um, a little bit. I mean, I'm I love like I like I'm obsessed with her overly, but I also am like, yeah, maybe you should just <laughs> stop with all this stuff a little bit. Um, I guess when I'm in with a guy or something and he's like, Oh, your mom's so hot. I'm like, well, how about me? You know, um, right. that affects me. Um, but, <laughs> but I also well, speaking yeah. of, well, speaking of, so what's your, do you, you want to share what you're dating? Oh yeah. Is? So I'm single. Um, and I do go on lots of dates and I find that's the only time where I'm not overeating on a date is literally the only time I find, um, I definitely order what I want on the date 100%, but I'm not like shoveling it in my mouth. Kind of like when I'm with my friends, like I'm going to finish this. Um, I once noticed right. that I did not finish the plate on a date and I was like, am I acting myself? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> who are, sometimes who those I? emotions yeah. can really like get 
you know, you're just really on you're you're on edge about like what this person is yes. thinking of you in that moment for sure. Yeah. And you're so talking. You're, and there's and one more and thing. you don't want to like spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to act with like manners and all this stuff that I don't know where they came from. But I remember <laughs> I was on a date semi recently and I was ordering a drink and it was a fruity drink, I guess. And the guy said to me, um, you know, that has a lot of sugar. And I was like, one, I'm never seeing you again because I was annoying. I don't need that energy in my life. And that's two, so rude. I, because he, he was, I guess Ugh. he was saying like my head would be hurting and I'd be hungover. I was like, I'm not getting drunk with you right now. I'm having one, maybe two drinks. And so if it does have pineapple juice, I like that. So it's delicious. But he had like a martini. <laughs> and I realized like <laughs> after that, I was thinking a bit about it, you know, but. He could have had an eating disorder, like a male eating disorder yeah. and not, you know, because I don't know. I think it's like a little bit, unless he really did mean the hangover thing. Like, I do think it's like a little bit weird for a guy to be pointing out or anybody to be pointing out being like contents Ingredient. of your drink. Yes. Like, why are they? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a little weird. Well, weird. it was nice to know right then and there that this wasn't going to work out for me. So I was like, if you're not a good eating partner, then um, he also had all these dietary restrictions. And I was like, if we can't split pizza, then <laughs> I don't know what to say. Male Male eating disorder, which is an episode I'd love to um, explore. Definitely. That's a good idea. There's, there's a really good article about it um, out recently. I'll find it after this recording. Perfect. Okay. Um, what about like, so wh- how do you, what's your relationship like with like style and fashion and clothing yeah. and like going shopping and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, I think this deals with my mom a bit as well. She was a fashion designer for many years and like that was what she did and she always dressed well. Hot mom fashion designer from the upper east. This is like odd mom out. This is brutal. (laughs) I know. This is like, Um, is your mom Eleanor Waldorf? (laughs) No, but she does eat burgers and nachos and all of that as well, which is fun. But her clothes don't really fit me and I always rip them because I always borrow them. And it makes me feel so bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, in my head, I'm like, I mean, I got it on partially, like the zipper might not be fully up, but it fits. (laughs) Um, And so I think that kind of affects me. Um, I also always overly went to her for fashion advice and she always had an opinion and I would take it personally. Like if I was thinner, everything would look better on me. Mm. Um, And I recently bought a pair of jeans on a skinnier or thinner week where I was eating, I guess, healthier. I don't know. And they fit me. And then I went on vacation and I wore them on vacation. And I was like at dinner with my friends and I had to unbutton them. I was like, guys, these jeans do not fit me. I don't even care. I just never want to wear them again. Like they are so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But so do you still feel that like coming, even though I'm sure you, your mom doesn't judge you, do you still feel that she thinks that? like even today um, like thinks that you know uh, if she if 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 my daughter was smaller I'm again I don't think yes, she thinks that no, no. but we as children I think that my mom thinks that about me yeah like if if you know if my daughter was smaller she'd be able to like more things would look good on her especially from a fashion background do you still think that Definitely. affects you um no you know I think we just need to get the proper size, which I've accepted. I always tried to get a size smaller. And I'm just like, if I just got the proper size, it would fit fine, you know? And mm. um, also like, no offense to her, but she's very flat chested and I have a bit more. Um, and so I've always kind of said that as a thing of why some things didn't fit and have fit her. So we understand we have different body types. Um, but I love that positive thinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get so 
sane I just and normal, healthy. I think all the things, but I just try to stop myself because, mm. um, again, I try to live for better or worse every day. Like it's my last, although I get very upset if I don't enjoy my meal and I'm like, it's okay. You can have another meal later or tomorrow. It's not right. a big deal. It's like the, the phenomenon of shopping when you, when you have a thin week is so real that like, it makes you think like why we should shop when we have a bigger week, not because I I get why, because you don't feel as good, but it would fit more often. (laughs) Definitely. I think something I struggled with a lot growing up was like dressing room anxiety of like my mom being in the dressing room while I'm trying things on and I'd be sweating and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. Can we just leave? Like this was supposed to be fun. We were supposed to get some new outfits and now this is just not fun. Like I need to take a shower. (laughs) What what was the anxiety about? Like her, you were afraid of like her silent judgment or did she actually say stuff? I just wanted the jeans to zip. And sometimes they just did, you know, every jean fits differently. And sometimes they just wouldn't zip. And I just, um, I think she wouldn't like say something judgmental, but I would just feel like she'd be like, those don't look good. And I was like, I know they don't go up my thighs or my ass. So I I'm getting that we're not, it's not working out. Get a bigger size. But I didn't want to No, I think I did eventually. And like, I went for like, you know, there were brands that made like a little bit more stretch in the jeans, not yeah. stretchy jeans have <laughs> yeah. never worked for me. Um, but I think just like the fact of her just like sitting there and you know, the way that yeah. moms comment on things, it wasn't like a friend just knows they'll have to be supportive and be like, come on, let's just get this. You know, this one will be better. So I think I did feel kind of a lot of stress in dressing rooms a lot. So big maternal energy, (laughs) big maternal presence. Did that like translate for you when you would, you know, go on like a vacation with friends or, you know, be in some sort of, you know, situation where, bodies are relevant. Yeah. I mean, I always wish that I could wear like a hot bodycon dress or something and feel like confident. And I have friends who are like super fit who do, but obviously still everyone deals with insecurities. And I think the way that I kind of dealt with, you know, maybe like feeling more confident in my body, um, when it came to like dressing is I always wore like something colorful or like a bold jacket or something to make myself feel better and more like, out there in a different way. And, um, I sometimes felt like maybe I'm not dressing hot enough. Um, but I wear like long yellow skirts or green skirts, and that makes me confident in a different way. A part of me does want to wear like a bodycon low cut dress. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of your, your, um, responses have been like, yeah, I have this problem, but I deal with it, deal with it in like kind of a positive way. Like, instead of hiding you know and wearing like baggy like for yes to to counteract your like confidence level compared to a friend instead of wearing like something baggy and like just big and flowy you are instead like how can I accentuate my style in a different way yes so and something that happens with bathing suits I would say like particularly like I was kind of trying to fit into like a stringy bathing suit for so long and like feel confident in it and then I was like wait people like really normalize these like high-waisted bathing suits that are way more flattering. And I just like, wasn't like letting myself buy it. And I like was wearing all these old bathing suits that just like, weren't making me feel good. And I recently went on like a trip before I started my new job with my friend and I got like a high-waisted one. I just felt so much better. And I was just like, I still didn't feel like amazing in the bathing suit, but I was like, wow, this looks, this looks better. I can't make high waisted bathing suits look good on me. Like I just don't under I don't think they're meant for my body. They're not meant for like every 
they just I know, do not look good on me. Like I'm, I, I want them to, I really, really want them to, <laughs> but it just doesn't work. And it's not like my stomach looks so much better that like showing it's yes. just the rest of the, the shape. <laughs> I think it's good for like a longer torso. Yeah. Like, maybe my torso. Cause then it doesn't short. basically come up to your boobs. Yeah. Like you it comes I mean? to my ribs. Well, <laughs> yeah. in um, college I was, had an obsession with pork buns and all the ramen and I was eating so much. And then I realized my senior year, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got some more stretch marks on my stomach. And so I realized like these high-waisted bathing suits cover that. And I was like, these are, these are here to stay for me. Um, mm. but that was like a big insecurity I had for a while. Um, right. When you're in those situations, like when you're actually on the trip, like not, you know, not kind of like getting outfits, like do you, how do you feel in those situations? Like, you know, when photos are being taken and oh, things are yes. being memorialized. Um, yeah. I think when you, you know, when me and a bunch of my girls, girls are together, um, you know, there's that photo shoot that happens with one night before we go out. And that is a stressful experience because everyone wants the gram, everyone wants the shot. And there's photos where someone looks better and someone doesn't look good. Someone's eyes are closed. Or I'm like, I don't look, my body is not flattering um, in that angle. And so that does deal with a bit of stress, but I always find one shot that makes me happy that I'm like, that's the one. And I try to remember that you know, the camera is not the most flattering vehicle. I don't know how you would, how you would say it, but the camera can make people look horrible. And that's like a known thing. And I just constantly try to remember, remind that to myself. Although like I see a photo and I'm like, do I really look like that? And then I'm like, you know, I don't think so. Um, it's just the camera, hopefully. <laughs> Another good positive outlook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's true. Let's switch gears. Any fun facts about you, Sydney? Oh, my fun fact was about me. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, I used to ride horses and my junior year of college. Uh, yes. And I, my junior year of college, I was like, I want to do something um, a little productive. So I joined the Brown equestrian team. And after 24 hours, there was a 6 a.m. lift and I was going out the night before and I was at the lift and I was like, my ankle hurts. I can't do it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to the doctor this week. And then later that night, I was like, I need to quit. Like, I did not go to college to pursue <laughs> athletics. Oh I came to do some studying and vodka sodas and late night chicken fingers. And um, that was the end of my brown equestrian what is a six a.m. lift? What your zodiac sign is? Wait, what's a lift? <laughs> um, the lift was like leg exercises for the horse. Like we had a trainer. Like weights, I, lifts. I went to one one lift, oh. but it was like weights. Weights. Yes, like oh, a workout. You're not like lifting on the horse. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mount. You're not lifting the horse. Yes. Or, or working on the horse's legs. <laughs> what's your zodiac sign? I can't believe I'm, I'm becoming um, like an astrology person, but. I am becoming an astrology person. <laughs> yeah. I am a Capricorn, um, but my birthday is January 18th, so I'm on the cusp of something else, but I can't remember what. I know Aquarius. nothing about horoscopes. <laughs> You're on the cusp of Aquarius. Oh, but, Aquarius. Okay. I Sammy's about to ask you your Enneagram. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I the reason I am ask I asked is because um I actually feel like we have a lot of similar like habits. Like I would also join the team for one day and quit. <laughs> Right, Aileen? So I thought maybe that was like an Aries thing, impulsiveness, but 
no, just, you know, it's just a common <laughs> trait that has nothing to do with your birth chart. <laughs> oh my God. My birth chart is incredibly accurate and I will send you, I will send you tidbits. I will send you my birth chart and you can be like, yeah, this is really accurate. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I did have an astrology reading recently that was accurate, but also scary. I was like, I don't know about these. Scary. Why? What did it say? Oh my gosh. She said like dates that things were going to happen and that one, I shouldn't date Aries. Um, and I was like, what? oh, well, we can't date, I just got I on a date with an Aries and he, she was like, it's not going to work out. And I was like, oh no. And she told me nothing good in my life was going to happen for the next year and not to get married <laughs> until this year. And I was like, oh my, I was writing it down. I was scribbling all over I'm my laughing. desk. And I just remembered being oh like, gosh. I remember with my friend and I was like, oh shit, like this isn't going to be good. Like I don't, according to her. <laughs> Nothing good in your life is ever <laughs> yeah, going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't, when I say I'm into astrology, I would like, I don't like go for a psychic reading, but yes. the birth chart is incredibly telling. No, just that saying. was true. She was like, you're very like extroverted. And I think, you know, comedy or something like that is a good path for you and maybe try you know this kind of type of style dark humor and I was like great like I'd been pro- performing <laughs> some stand-up comedy and I have some darker jokes I was like this could work for me so it had pros and cons but it was a little stressful so your fun fact is you're a failed equestrian <laughs> yes I'm a failed equestrian. <laughs> She's an equestrian for like a day yeah um all right let's do a fun quick round I just added this okay, okay. quick ready what's your favorite drink the alcoholic um, and the non-alcoholic spicy margarita and non-alcoholic is an Arnold Palmer. Oh, I thought you were going to say Diet Coke for some oh. reason. I, get I do love Diet, Diet Coke, Coke in you. a glass bottle. I do enjoy that. <laughs> or, or from like a Coke light or from a, like a movie theater a fountain. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Fountain. Fountain's good. Favorite food. I'm sorry. That's too hard. I don't know, but maybe pork okay, buns. Let's narrow it down. <laughs> pork buns. Yes. Oh, those are good. Like from where? Where's your favorite in the city? Oh, I haven't found a good place in the city, but in Providence, Rhode Island, there was this place called Ken's. And if you guys ever need Providence, Rhode Island food wrecks, I've got you. Um, but I love every on pork the upper bun. west. On the upper west side, go to Jing Fong. Okay. They have very good pork buns. Noted. That's just across the park for yeah. me. I can make it. What's this the afternoon. Right, yeah, it's right across. What's the key yeah. to a good pork bun? Oh my gosh. It just being really like juicy, having like a good amount of sauce and sauce. I enjoy, I would go and get, like I become obsessed with a certain type of food and I'll get it like a few times a week. And so in college I would get one quite often. (laughs) (laughs) All Um, right. Next, next question. Favorite pizza topping. Oh, pepperoni. Oh, same. Least favorite pizza topping. Pineapple. Not into it. Yeah. What? Okay, what's your what's your go-to like dating app opener that isn't hey? What's your favorite meat? (laughs) (laughs) You ask that? (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) What's like a what's a deal breaker when they they answer that? Um well, it was kind of when the army hammer thing happened. And so obviously so it would be like they said humor, so human or something. And um, I made a TikTok about this, but someone did say human. And also they tried it. They think I'm a vegetarian and they think that I'm trying to get them to say that they don't like meat. But in reality, I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea to ask that. But it's probably not a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> or sometimes I'll say I roar. It, I think for the right person, it'll um, it will get them. It'll yeah. it'll be good. Like somebody might find back. that hilarious, yeah. and then you're a fellow you know, meat lover. Your your birth charts will align. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to see on a dating app? Like when you are perusing. 
um, a guy that's brunette with blue eyes and a little scruff and is really passionate about flavors and food and travel. (laughs) Maybe has an accent. I don't know. So specific. (laughs) Um, What's the best advice you've ever gotten regarding like dating or self-confidence in your life? Um, So yeah, I actually interviewed my friend for like a thing in college and he gave me this advice from somebody else. But that when you walk into a room um, that to think that there's no reason that someone doesn't want you there, um, which was helpful. Um, Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Wait, 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 hold on. There's no reason that that person doesn't want you in that room. So sorry. Yeah. Like when you walk into a room to think that there's no reason anybody in that room doesn't want you there, Um, especially after the pandemic, sometimes like you can have some social anxiety, like your first social gathering. And I'm just like, wait, no one cares. Everyone wants me there. I'm not I'm invited because I am like, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the time. I feel you. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. That's really sweet. I feel like everybody needs to do that. (laughs) and now they can if they listen all right Sydney last question what is your favorite pasta shape I think it'll have to be penne penne like okay then fine what's your favorite sauce on a penne (laughs) um oh well that changes things I like uh like spaghetti vongole is it called linguine vongole like clams and clams on the pasta with like white wine and olive oil and garlic. Oh, delicious. I had a massive craving. Well, thank you for answering. I had a yeah. massive craving for that the other day. I made my own like I'll, I made my own breadcrumbs. I like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did see that. It looked amazing. It was, with zucchini, so, it was right? the weirdest, most specific craving I've ever had in my entire life. But I happen to have all the ingredients and um, it was so good. So I think I was inspired. Have you been to Lartuzzi? Yes. You know, their um, breadcrumb olive oil. I think I really need to order that. That breadcrumb oil, oil, butter, deliciousness spaghetti. I Have don't know if I've one? ever had it, but I've definitely seen a photo on Instagram. Oh my God. On infatuation, they say it's overrated, but I'm highly, highly contest that opinion. Okay. It is so fucking rated. I'll put it on my but pasta anyway. wish list. <laughs> yeah, you got to get it. But anyway. Sydney, that was really fun. Okay, where can people follow you? What should they say to you? Should they should you welcome some DMs on Diet Starts Tomorrow? Yes, please message me on Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm there all day, every day. Um, and I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and you can find my personal Instagram linked in on the Diet Starts Tomorrow page as well, which is just my name at Sydney Rafe. Yeah. And everyone go follow it. If you don't follow Diet Starts Tomorrow, don't know what you've been doing this whole time. And please send Sydney, some ideas for like podcast thoughts, uh, guests. Sydney will be like in charge of booking all of them and like doing producing us and our conversations. So it'll be really fun. And as always, everybody go rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about this show, please. It does a huge difference. It makes a huge difference for us. And um, follow me at Aileen, Sammy at Sammy at Diet Starts Tomorrow, as we mentioned a hundred times, and we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. 
Betches.